Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Good morning. Welcome to First Take on this Friday Eve. Molly Karam here with Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A. Smith, Kimberly Martin, and Dee Wood will be along the way shortly, among others. How are we doing, fellas? How y'all doing? How's everything? Well, uh, Molly, you be- Molly, what's going on? Happy Friday, happy Thursday, Stephen A. You better watch your tone because you right down the hall. I will go down there and move. Some- oh, we'll you guys are together. Um, I, yeah, we'll I, I, get some I, I, furniture. I forgot moving. about I, I, that. You gotta watch I, I, your I would, tone. I would today. just like to. Re- I would just like to remind the world that you know usually I'm accompanied by a dude that's damn near as big as Big Perk, who loves Big Perk. He just came Perk in there and death. I live. He, yeah, he, he loves came. Big Perk to death, but it's not like furniture's going to be moving and I'm not going to be the one moving it. I mean, I have I, I leave those things to him. I'm well, a lover, I mean, I'm you, a lover not uh, a fighter. I, I, I mean, you lover. know what I'm saying? I'm big, big, look, Big Juve my guy, but you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we can always get our feet high. Yeah, listen, Big Juve might want to just close his eyes and let you take care of business first. All right, let's get to the battle for the soul of L.A., fellas. The Lakers outlasted the Clippers 130-125 in overtime last night. LeBron put up 35 points, 12 boards, and 7 assists in 42 minutes to lead the way. Here's the king on his extended playing time. First thing I said when we came to the bench when it went to overtime, I said, uh, guys, killing me, man, I'm, I'm... Trying to keep my minutes down now. It's another five minutes. I'm adding on to it. I, you know, I look right at D'Lo. I said, "Knock that down for me." So, so I ain't got, <laughs> so I ain't got to play another five minutes. You know, there's going to be a line. It's, it's definitely a, a line that we want to kind of stay at. And but I know when I'm on the floor, I can make plays. I can make things happen for our team. All right, I say it's barely November, but how big was this win for the Lakers? I thought it was a great – it was a big-time win. It was a great win. Uh, LeBron James was absolutely sensational. Let's give the man props where it's due. Um, to, to be approaching 39 years of age in his 21st season, um, that alley-oop from Austin Reeves brought the house down, no doubt about it. It was something special to behold. But his overall performance was just spectacular, and he was not alone. Uh, Anthony Davis showed up. I've been on Anthony Davis. Let's give him some love. He's been a model of consistency thus far this season, at least for the most part really pleased with his impact couple of key pivotal blocks uh particularly down the stretch no doubt about that got to give him love and you look at a guy like Austin Reeves struggling offensively but then finding his groove and finding a way to make an impact and to make plays can't say enough about Christian Wood he came in and I thought that he made a big time contribution as well we got to give him some love and so I just look at it from the standpoint of what did I say about the Lakers offseason I applauded Rob Palenka I applauded Jeannie Buss I applauded the organization because they kept everything intact. The addition of Gabe Vincent, although he did not play last night. You see him, you see Christian Wood, uh, you see Jackson Hayes. He had a key block as well, and he's a skywalker. You see the additional big bodies that will prevent Anthony Davis from having to play the five and having to subject himself to a level of physicality, you know, in terms of going up against some of the bigger dudes in the National Basketball Association. I loved what I saw. And then last but not least, psychologically, Big Perk, for me, you can't be losing 11 straight to the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you had to treat it. You had to 
address this game with a level of urgency. You down 19 early, you come back and stuff like that. And I love what I'm seeing from the Clippers. I'm not worried about them. Paul George, you know, that brother's locked in just like he promised me he would be. He is locked in, big time performance on them, wrong play to get himself fouled out and stuff like that. If Paul George had been in that lineup in overtime, it might have been a different outcome. We know what Kawhi Leonard is capable of. Russell Westbrook is not getting enough love for how he has played as a Clipper. I'm going to keep saying, beat, keep beating that drum. Russell Westbrook, whatever you want to say about him when he was with the Lakers, that is not the Russell Westbrook that has been with the Clippers. He's been great. But he, with all of that said, that's what made the victory that much more significant because the Clippers had the arsenal in order to take the Lakers out, and the Lakers didn't fold. They stayed the course. They handled their business. This Lakers team, they got a chance. They got a chance. Well, well, number one, I don't disagree with nothing that you said. You're 100% accurate. Okay, number two, this is why LeBron James is the GOAT because your GOAT wasn't doing this at 38 years of age, okay? That's, that's number two. Number three, it was the best win of the Lakers for the Lakers this season in, their short, in this short season. When I think about guys like – Austin Reeves, and I think about a guy like Cam Reddish, right, that went out there last night in the starting lineup, performed on both ends of the floor, did what he needed to do. I saw a level of confidence, and when I see that level of confidence, that's what LeBron James bring out of people, the best out of people. When I think about Anthony Davis, and I know, you know, I heard you and Shannon, I believe it was, you know, on Monday or Tuesday, you know, one more from AD offensively. But what AD has been doing on the defensive side of things, the way that he's been anchoring that defense, rim protection, uh, cleaning the glass like a fresh bottle of Windex. I mean, right now he's one of the top candidates in the short season of making a run for defensive player of the year. So I agree. it was the – it was the best win for the Lakers last night, especially because the Clippers had them in their back, been having them in their back pocket for quite some time. Now, this is a point I want to make. Mm-hmm. That damn LeBron James. Stephen A., we've been over the last three or four years since I've been working at the network, we have been searching and trying to find a f- new person to take over the throne of being the face of the league. And we can't put a finger on that yet. You know why? Because LeBron James is still the face of the league. And he proved that last night. Playing for one of the most historical franchises to ever exist in the Los Angeles Lakers. But to continue to do what he's doing right now, putting up those numbers, winning games, being clutched down the stretch, Putting this team on his back, although we want him to pass the torch to Anthony Davis, and he's tried to pass the torch to Anthony Davis, but he is still the number one option, and he's still the face of the league. See, Molly, Stephen A., a lot of people mm-hmm. will say, oh, the face of the league is the best player the best player in the game. No, the best player in the game has switched up over the last 10 years, or well, five years. You have to, if you're the face of the league, this has to be a long-term thing. And, and right now, I don't see anyone taking this away from mm-hmm. LeBron James well, until he decides to hang it up. Well, let me tell you something that I think is going to shock you, um, that I think that you'll end up agreeing with once you hear my point. It's not this. What I will say, the first thing I'll say before I get into what I just mentioned is this. 
I was so impressed and so moved by LeBron James' performance last night. What you started talking about with the GOAT and all of that stuff, I'm not going to debate you on that. I'm not going to disrespect that man by bringing up that debate today. You know how I feel about MJ. It ain't mm-hmm. changing, but this yeah. ain't the day to be arguing against LeBron James. He was spectacular last night. There's just mm-hmm. no way around it, okay? That's number one. Number two, this is what I think you're missing about LeBron James. In terms of being the face of the league, LeBron James is so phenomenal that not only does he embrace being the face of the league, you have greatness within the league that defer to him and are perfectly fine with stepping back and letting him be the face of the league. You have people who don't even want to compete with him being the face of the league because they understand that he brings far more to the game than just basketball. And they may not want to, they may not want to embrace all that. That would come with that, the scrutiny, the level of vitriol, particularly in this divisive world that we're living in. They don't want that. What I'm saying about your point about LeBron, I think the point that you haven't articulated is the fact that not only is he someone brave enough, courageous enough and willing to embrace being the face, knowing what comes with it in this day and age, Mm -hmm. but you have a league full of professional athletes who will happily stand down to let him. They're not trying to compete with him for it. They want to be, compete with him on a basketball court. Steph Curry want to go up against his brother. Steph Curry's taken him out on several occasions in the NBA Finals. He's the greatest shooter who's ever lived. We know what Steph Curry brings to the table. But the point is, when it comes to all of those other elements that require you to be named the face, nobody wants that because you would have to do a better job than LeBron. And chances are, Nobody's going to pull that off, and they all know it. That's the point that can't be ignored. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Lakers snapped no. it. A, you want to go ahead, Perk? Go no. ahead. No, You're I good? don't. No, no, okay. I agree with him. Okay. The Lakers snapped an 11-game losing streak to the Clippers. We have a serious transition here, guys. Hall of Fame basketball coach Bob Knight has died at the age of 83. His family announced last night he'd been in poor health for several years and was hospitalized in April with an illness, but no cause of death was given. Coach Knight leaves a complicated legacy, which includes three national titles at Indiana. He later retired with the most wins by any men's coach in D1 history. He was renowned for running a clean program with high graduation rates among his players, but his career was also marked by a volcanic temper and controversial incidents. Mike Krzyzewski, who played for Knight at Army, released a statement via the Athletics' Brendan Marks. We lost one of the greatest coaches in the history of basketball today. Clearly, he was one of a kind. Coach Knight recruited me, mentored me, and had a profound impact on my career and in my life. This is a tremendous loss for our sport. Our family is deeply saddened by the passing. We offer our sincerest condolences to Karen, Tim, Pad, and their families during this difficult time. And we're now joined by college basketball analyst Seth Greenberg. Seth, good morning. Great to see you. Good to see you, Molly. Stephen A., what's going on, my friend? What's up, buddy? Seth, tell me this. What will Bob Knight's legacy be? Bob Knight was a complex man. There's no doubt about it. But you you talk about one of the greatest basketball coaches. He's one of the greatest coaches of any sport of his time. Uh, He was an innovator. You think about the way the game's being played now, positionless basketball, flow, uh, 
the way the spacing that's used right now. He used that in the 60s, in the 60s. You think about the impact on the game. Bob Knight hasn't coached in a really long time, yet his legacy is alive and well. Dusty May made the Final Four last year at FAU. Former Bob Knight manager. You think about Lawrence Frank, who just made a huge trade in the NBA. Former Bob Knight manager. You talk about Coach K. You talk about Steve Alford. You talk about all the great players. Uh, But Coach was a complex guy. Now, the discipline that he demanded from his players, sometimes he didn't display that same discipline in his own coaching, in his own approach, whether it was player interactions, dealing with the media, or dealing with officials. So, you know, he was a complex guy, but he was an amazing coach. And the one thing you have to understand is the impact that he did have in a positive way on his players. Because when you saw him come back to Assembly Hall last year and you saw Isaiah Thomas and Randy Whitman and Mike Woodson and Keith Smart and Quinn Buckner, if you ask any of those guys, any of those guys, if they had one phone call to make, if they had an issue, who would they call? It would be Coach Knight. He was brilliant, but like all of us, he did have flaws. Coach, um, always appreciate you on the show and always appreciate the great work that you do for the network, particularly on college basketball game day and all of that stuff. And I know you know what you're talking about because Isaiah Thomas and Quinn Buckner over the years have always articulated what you just said about Bob Knight. God bless him and his family. Um, I would ask you this. When we think about 11 Big Ten titles, five Final Four appearances, three national titles, one of the things that people don't don't even realize about Bobby Knight was so miraculous about his illustrious coaching career is that he only coached one NBA All-Star in his entire career, and that was Isaiah Thomas. He had never coached another NBA All-Star. That level of success, bereft of that level of talent, you gotta, you just marvel at it. Having said all of that, I want, I'd like to know from you personally, knowing basketball and being connected to the college game as you are, what has it been like for you having to talk about Bobby Knight as his days waned? I'm not talking about immediately, just recently. I'm talking about the kind of narrative that's been out there about him over the last several years because of all the other stuff that came with them. What is that? What was that like for you, knowing the game and loving the game as much as you do? Well, knowing the game and loving the game and also knowing Coach Knight and having respect for my former right. college coach, Al Lababo, was a Bob Knight assistant at Army. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I had a chance when, when I was a player, Coach Knight would come in and do these clinics, and, you know, I was one of his demonstrators. Uh, coach Knight was a coach. As a coach, he was someone we all looked up to because he set a standard, held his team to the standard. He was innovative. He was a brilliant brilliant coach. Uh, he was also a complex guy, like I said before, Steve and I, like, when, when, when Virginia Tech had a game and Bob Knight was on the call, Coach Knight would come and watch practice the day of the, of the game. He would sit up in the stands. He wouldn't come down on the floor. So I would send my daughter Paige up to, to see him, to see if he needed anything. Every single time he came back to Virginia Tech, every single time, if Paige wasn't there, he'd be like, oh, where the hell's Paige? Why isn't she here today? I mean, like, that's who he was. He was a very complex, different guy. But in terms of the impact of the game, the impact of how we did what we did, uh, Bob Knight had a huge impact. But the lack of discipline, and I, you know, I say this all the time, you can coach your players hard. If you have a real relationship with them, you can coach them hard. The one thing you can't do, you can't put your hands on your players. And that, in the end, was his downfall. Also, his inability to control himself in the heat of the moment at times. Now, look, we all have flaws. Uh, There's no doubt about it. 
as a coach, as a tactician, as an innovator, as someone who loved his players despite everything that went on, Bob Knight was at the very highest level. But like all of us, there are times that I think he would, if he looked back and was honest with himself, he said, I would think he would say, I wish I did it differently. His legacy is one of the great coaches in the history of sport. There's no denying that. Coach, we love the NBA. Despite the fact that you cover college sports, you know the NBA. You love the NBA. You know how much I love the NBA. We all love the NBA. The younger generation just gravitates to it. But I, I, I've always been, uh, uh, I just smirk and I say, my goodness, the quote that he said about the NBA one day, I got to read this to you. If the NBA was on Channel 5 and a bunch of frogs making love were on Channel 4, <laughs> I'd watch the frogs, even if they were coming in fuzzy. That's what quote that Bobby Knight once said. What was his issue with the NBA? I think it's probably lack of control. I think in the NBA, you you put your team in a system, and then you they, they you know the players are going to go make plays. I think in in college you have greater control. I think probably uh, the prism in which he looked at the game. Was different. Like, here's another thing, Bob. Knight was an innovator. Preparation. If you look at the preparation of games in the Big Ten today, it started with Indiana's preparation. But yeah, I think that Bob Knight was a purist. Uh, the NBA is a more of a players' game. Not that there are great coaches, because great coaches understand how to put those players in position to play to their strengths and use the tremendous talents that the players have today. Bob Knight, as you said, only one uh, All Star. Well, you know what? He had to find ways to hide guys' weaknesses and basically show off what they did well. And I think in the NBA, the game is just a totally different game. Yet, yet, Stephen A., what did he do with that Olympic team? Yeah, no doubt. So he can coach good players now. That's right. Tricky players make tricky coaches. If you take a tricky coach and tricky players, you win gold medals. Well, remember, Molly, what he said, draft Michael Jordan. You know, they say, well, we need a center. He said, draft Michael Jordan and play him at center. <laughs> that's what he said. That's, my, that's, that's Bob Some Knight. That's great Bob Knight. one-liners. Uh, Coach, great to have you with us. Thank you so much for your perspective this morning. We really appreciate it. And looking forward to talking Thank to you, you again Coach. on a much happier Thanks note for having very soon. Appreciate it. Right. Legendary basketball coach Bobby Knight has died at the age of 83. Our sincerest condolences. Our heart goes out to all his loved ones. We'll leave it there. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. And Jonah Heim coming to the plate. The crowd trying to get behind Seawall. Two on, nobody out. Ground ball right side, it's through, a base hit. And the ball gets by, and the Rangers lead 3-0 in the top of the ninth. The 0-1, Simeon lines one deep to left center field. And that ball is history. It's 5-0 Rangers in the ninth. Two balls, two strikes. He struck him out looking. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. What a World Series it was. And we are joined by none other than Tim Kirkchin to help us break it down. Hi, Tim. Hi, Molly. Hi, Stephen A. How are you? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? How's everything? Good. Amazing. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. Tell me this. How improbable was this World Series run by the Rangers? Well, it was amazing. Two years ago, they lost 102 games. Last year, they lost 94 games. This year, they lost eight games in a row and 20 out of 30. And somehow, miraculously, pulled it back together in order to make the playoffs as a wild card and then went 11-0 in the postseason on the road. No team has ever come close to doing that. And then in the clinching game, they're the only team in World Series history to get no runs and no hits through six innings and then win a World Series game, which was the clincher. This is why baseball is so great, that two years removed from 102 losses, the Rangers are the world champions, and they deserve every bit of it. Well, Tim Kirkjian, nobody knows more baseball than you, but let me try to act like I know a little something here. <laughs> I'm looking at a team, a Texas Rangers team, that came in as the fifth, correct me if I'm wrong, the fifth seed, the last wild card spot. If this was two years ago, they wouldn't have even qualified for the playoffs for crying out loud because it was just instituted just a couple of years ago, if I mean last season rather, if I remember correctly. So they got in on that way. They outscored their opponents 71 to 27. I don't know what the hell happened, but I give them a a lot of props. They obviously got a lot of power. And I'm a Garcia fan. I can tell you that much. But Bruce Bochy, this man, is, is I, I, what is it about him that most managers lack in this day and age? Because it seems to me that 99% of the managers in Major League Baseball need to stand in line and attend class orchestrated by Bochy to learn what the hell is it that he does. Because whatever it is, it works. All right. Here's what he does, Stephen A. He watches the games. He doesn't dictate the pregame plan on we're going to pinch hit for this guy in the sixth inning or we're going to take our starting pitcher out after four, no matter what's happening. Bochi watches the game, and his general manager, Chris Young, gave him the authority to run the team and run the game. That doesn't happen with most teams in the major leagues. The front office is telling the manager, here's what we're going to do as the game progresses. Bochi says, no, 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 we're going to do what I see. He's got such a great feel for people. He's got such a great feel for bullpen use, and that's one reason why he's one of six managers in history 
country who have won four World Series. This was the most improbable, again, coming from 68 wins to the World Series. Unbelievable. Speaking of greatness, Tim, big-time players show up in big-time moments, and Corey Seager picks up his second World Series MVP before turning 30 years old. How amazing of a postseason player is he? Well, he's one of the greatest postseason players that we've ever seen. He has six World Series homers. That's three more than anybody else on the list. He has 19 postseason home runs. He's got more postseason homers now than Reggie Jackson. And Derek Jeter is the only shortstop with more career homers in the postseason than Corey Seager. He's won two World Series MVPs. That list includes Reggie Jackson, Bob Gibson, and Sandy Koufax. And this was ridiculous how good Corey Seager was this year. Those three homers he hit in the World Series, all three of them came at absolutely critical times in games one, three, and four. He is the biggest reason that they won the World Series. Well, there's an upside. There's always a downside. Embarrassment comes with the game. We get all of that. I can speak to that myself, Tim Kirk, because the only thing missing when I threw out the first pitch and embarrassed myself was the fact that you weren't there to laugh at me like you always do. I mean, it would it would have been a great experience if you were there to laugh at my silly self. Having said all of that, I will throw this out. The top three payrolls in baseball, the Mets, the Yankees, the Padres, all failed to make the postseason. Fourth highest payroll, if I remember correctly, is the Texas Rangers. And obviously they did what they did. How are you feeling about the fact that some of the highest payrolls in the league didn't even make the postseason as we now get to reflect on the season that was now that the Texas Rangers have won the championship? Well, again, Stephen A., this is what makes baseball so great is it doesn't matter how much you're paying the guys if they don't play well and they don't play together. And that's the difference with the Rangers. Chris Young, the general manager, who went to Princeton, he's smarter than everyone else, and he pitched 10 years in the big leagues. He went out and found good players who are also character guys who would be great for the clubhouse culture. Nate Avaldi, who went 5-0 and in this postseason. Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, they threw money at those guys. An enormous amount of money, but it's because those guys play the game properly and they work really well in the clubhouse. That was not the case with some of those big market teams you talked about that didn't make the playoffs. Congrats to the Texas Rangers on their first ever World Series title. And that franchise has been in existence for 63 years. So I'm sure they're uh, having fun today recovering. Very important point. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tim Kirkchin. Uh, they, they, They play in Arlington, right? Yes, they play. Isn't that right? Isn't that right next door? Like that that's like the suburbs of Dallas. Ain't that right? That is correct. Yes. So Dallas, so Dallas has a championship. They have a World Series champion. Well, just not just not well, the football team. Well, so does Fort Worth. It's right in between Dallas right. and Fort Worth. That's, Arlington. that's right. Yes. That's right. It's Tim, all the same. Tim, it's all the same don't, area. You're above this. Same. Don't fall for the bait. Tim Kirchner, you're the best. Good to see you. Thank you so much. And speaking of Dallas and trying to win a championship, Stephen A., thanks for that tee-up. Uh, it'll be a rivalry renewed when Dak Prescott and the Cowboys take on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles on Sunday. Questions remain about Hurts' lingering knee injury, and he was less than forthcoming about it when asked. Take a listen. I got. I got to ask. Any anything new with the knee? Feel better? Feel worse? Different? Anything? Okay, that's what I thought. Thanks.
And I've got friends, Stephen A. I'm not solo dolo any longer. Kimberly A. Martin is in the building, and Damian Woody. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How are you? Kimberly, Kimberly, it's good to see you. You look very, very nice. Molly, I have no idea through this television screen what the hell you're wearing, but it looks very, very nice. Thanks, it's uh, a dress. Uh, uh, and I'm just talking about, you know, the style. I mean, the, oh. the color, the outfit, that's what the material, that's all I mean by that. Uh, Damien Woody, what, 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 what did I tell you oh. about showing up on first take without a blazer? Did I not tell you what? And then not only that, you sitting <laughs> in, in my dress seat. Shirt. You sitting in my seat. Well, first of all, the collar ain't crisp. Uh, okay. <laughs> secondly, secondly, That's... where's the blazer? Thirdly, I mean, I mean, as you can see, there is a standard that I set. Where is the standard? And yeah, I understand. Everybody can. Everybody can't do what I do. But you Here could try. Mm-hmm. You could try, Big D, uh, you know, Big Poppy. I mean, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up? Well, listen, for, well, listen oh, first of all, sure. you all out in L.A. Mm, and you trying you to make it. noise over here. We over here and on the East Coast. You Me enjoying that beautiful weather are you out jealous? there. Are you jealous? So don't even you get jealous? me started about you, 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 that. You, 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 you are enjoying jealous? Southern California. You you, and we yeah. are here where it's yeah. frost and cold and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm not even trying to hear this whole thing about Blazer right now. Paul Charles huh? called. Paul Charles summoned Brick to the house. I mean, I, I, oh, I, my brother oh, had to come out. Okay. You know what I'm What you well, want me to do? Brick here. Okay. All right. Let's get this back together. In case people know, Port Charles is, Stephen A is also a thespian. He moonlights as an actor. Yeah. On General okay. Hospital, he has a recurring mm-hmm. role as Brick. So he's recording it. So that's why he's in, you know, LA. So when am I, I going to see you? When am I going to see you on on uh, General Hospital. Well, I'm not going to You know, my, my people call your people, and we know okay. we work that out. I make okay. sure I get that okay. information to you. But you need to have a blazer. Don't make me go buy you one. <laughs> okay. Let's go All on, right. Molly. Let's move And on. I want to act like I have control of the show right now, so let's yeah. do that. Uh, do. Which quarterback will face the bigger challenge on Sunday? Is it Dak or Hurts, Damien? Face the bigger challenge? Yeah. It's going to be Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is going to face a bigger challenge. I, I think, listen... The one thing we talked about with Dak and the Dallas Cowboys, I always said that Dak and the Cowboys are a front-running team. Particularly when, when the defenses get, get going, it lets Dak Prescott off the hook. He plays freely. He plays more free. That's the thing that you really notice. Every time that the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys roll, it's always you always see the Dallas Cowboys, their defense, they creating turnovers, interception, fumble, all those type of things. And then it's like a snowball effect. It just gets going. Then Dak feeds into it. Now all of a sudden he's feeding C.D. Lamb. Now all of a sudden he's involving Brandon Cooks. But I always go back to a boxing analogy. What happens when the Dallas, when Dak and Dallas Cowboys, when they get a haymaker? I have yet to res- yet to see the Dallas Cowboys respond when they get a haymaker thrown their way. We saw when they, when they went out to out in the Bay Area with the San Francisco 49ers. They got a haymaker early, got hit with a haymaker early. They never responded. That's what I need to see from the Dallas Cowboys. I need to see Dak go blow for blow with a good team in the, with the Philadelphia Eagles, who, by the way, they usually play well against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I need to see Dak Prescott go blow for blow with the Philadelphia Eagles and ultimately come out on top. I have well, yet to see that, so that's why I'm going I'm going with Dak Prescott. Okay, well, first of all, a couple of things. Number one, when we talk about Dak Prescott, I would remind you 
that he's unbeaten in three starts against the Eagles, completing 78% of his passes, averaging 293 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, just one interception, okay? This he is what we're talking Jalen about. With 11, with, 11 Hurts, with 11 sacks, okay? I'm going to tell you the pressure is on Hurts. Here's why. Because he's one of the league leaders, I think second, if I remember correctly, with 11 turnovers this season behind only Desmond Ritter, okay? And we talk, we know that the Cowboys are league leaders in terms of forcing turnovers. They forced 13 already this season. If you're Jalen Hurts, especially if that bone bruise in your knee is real and it's something that's really inhibiting you, which we've witnessed, by the way. It's one of those situations where going up against Dallas with Micah Parsons, with, with this kid, you know, Deron Bland, and, you know, leading the league and pick sixes with three this year. With Dallas and the level of pressure they're able to apply, I bring up Micah Parsons because he had eight quarterback pressures, eight quarterback hits last week, and I think seven of them was in under 2.5 seconds. You're not going to have much time to throw the football you definitely are going to need to be mobile we don't know whether or not that's going to be the case with with Jalen Hurts but this is what I think and you're far more qualified to speak to this than me uh you know Biggie you know listen to me clear carefully when I say this (laughs) you don't get healthier not when you got that kind of injury as the season progresses. And so to me, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I'm amping up the pressure big time because I'm questioning his mobility. I saw him scrambling against the com- the commanders. I was getting ready to say the Commodores, thinking Lionel Richie for crying out loud, because that's how corny I think their name is. But it's the commanders, okay? Good golly, Miss Molly. Scramb- that was I, a classic. I, I, I saw him scrambling against the commanders, right? He looked gimpy. If mm-hmm. I'm Dallas, I know that too. I amp up the pressure. I make him run. You know why I'm going to make him run? Because it's not just about this weekend's game and how we want to beat him. We want to disable him in a way that ultimately will compromise him throughout the rest of the season so it could potentially compromise the Eagles' success because we want to win that division crown. And so with that in mind is why I think most of the pressure is on Jalen Hurts coming into this game. Well, Stephen, we're not talking about pressure just literally. I just want I just have a couple of questions for the congregation. I just want to know, Bishop... Which team has the better record? Eagles. Okay, okay. Um, which team has the better roster, top to bottom? Eagles. Okay. Which quarterback, week after week, is there a national discussion debate about whether he's good or not? Dak. Okay, that's it. Because if Dallas goes into Philly and Dak does not play well or the Eagles lose, what is the conversation coming out of that game? Because right now, the Eagles are already in first place in their division. If the Cowboys lose and drop to 5-2, and two, what are we saying about them? What is the conversation? Versus if the Eagles lose, they still have a better record, and they still face this team again later in the season. And again, which team has been to the Super Bowl more recently? Like, when we talk about the Cowboys, it's not about regular season matchups necessarily. It's about the games against the best teams in the NFC, which the Eagles are one of them. 49ers, we saw how they played against them. And it's about, you know, the, the other teams like the Lions and the Seahawks. That, that's the standard right now. We know the Cowboys are a good team. I picked the Cowboys to win the division in the preseason. Like, I thought this team has a good enough roster. Now is their time, right? But we still need to see it. And again, even with Jalen Hurts being gimpy, as you called it, you know that the Eagles are a better team. That's why there's more pressure on Dak and the Cowboys. Well, see, to me, it says tougher test for Dak or for Hurts. Um, it's not about the pressure. It's about who's going to have the toughest test. 
it's entirely plausible that the Dallas Cowboys could lose this game and Dak could show up and play well and they'd still lose because their defense may not show up. There are an abundance of ways that the Dallas Cowboys can find a way to fold. And now that the Texas Rangers are the World Series champions, you got a team in the area that's oh got a championship gosh. that's not them, which is See, amping up right, additional pressure. This, right this is here. a beautiful this is a beautiful thing. And so what I'm saying to you is this. You're absolutely right, you Kimberly. Have a beautiful mind. Kimberly. If Dak Prescott goes in there and wets the bed, or even if he's playing well but he throws a red zone interception, or even if he's playing well and he doesn't throw a red zone interception, but you're driving downfield and you don't close the deal, that's fine. But if he does his job, but then you got these other cats on the defensive side of the ball that can't find a way to stop A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith or Gainwell or Swift or Hurts. They can't do their job. We're going to be smart enough to notice they didn't do their job, that it wasn't just about Dak, because God forbid, God forbid in the world that we're living in, we're going to blame Dak Prescott for everything. I mean, no way on Steven. earth will Kimberly and Molly and I, others allow that. We will. They won't allow that at all. They won't allow that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we will not. No. I don't know about, I don't know about you. And Uncle Shit, I don't. I actually, I, I actually, I, I actually I have more problems with Dak Prescott and his boring ass press conferences than I do with some of the, the way he plays Stephen most a. of the time. What, what, I know the brother can ball. I know the brother can ball. What's wrong with the press conference? your franchise. I wouldn't want my. I would want my quarterback. He handles it perfectly. Well, first of all, first of all, first of all, professional. It's not about entertaining people. First of all. First of all, that is a ridiculous statement you just uttered. As a quarterback yourself of this show, we certainly don't want you muted or just saying predictable, insignificant I mean, stuff. Got a point, when Molly. you open you your point. mouth, you no. speak. You're the no. quarterback of the show. You don't excuse give me. people fodder, Stephen A. You don't give excuse the media me. fodder. Jerry Jones really? gives them all the fodder. Well, let me Why ask you a question. Well, let me ask you. To do that? How did that work for Molly? How did that work for Molly? How did that work for him? How has that worked for Dak Prescott? How's that work for Dak Prescott? It's worked out well. People have the utmost respect for him, how he carries himself. Oh, really? So that's what we're going out now. So in other words, when he go home early and watch the players with the rest of us, he's such a nice guy. And he says all the right things. Really? Who? Really? Give me the quarterback that gives you the flashy headlines that you love. They're so entertaining. You can't wait to watch their press conferences. There is a a persona that comes along with it. Jalen Hurts, he speaks when he don't speak. Look at how he got up and walked yeah, away. But he's Look like at a the kind of cat. attitude. He's Look smooth, at the, well, I'm just, I'm just, deal. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You seen a plethora of Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Look at a whole bunch of people that talk a little something, something, and what then they Patrick go out Mahomes? there and they show you what they got to go. How's well, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes', Mahomes press conferences well, for you? Are really, they entertaining? Really, really, really. We bringing up. We don't need Patrick Mahomes. We got Travis Kelsey. This is my lane. This is my lane. This say, is my lane. Hey, good talk. All right. Good talk. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying go to tell take, you. All right. So, 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 right so, so, so why don't you be the Dak Prescott of first take? See how that works for us. Let's see how that works for us. Okay. So, hey. All right. The Finns, I'm not in the mood today, Stephen A. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip... 
you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Take is hitting the road, y'all, and it's a homecoming. My man Shannon Sharp and your boy Stephen A. Smith in the house. Headed to an HBCU on Monday, November 6th. First take will be live from Savannah State University as Shannon's alma mater will show us how the Tigers get down. Then on Tuesday, November 7th, remember that day? We're taking the show to my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University, where my Rams will be sure to represent. I can promise you that. So be sure to catch Molly Shannon and your boy, Stephen A., and special guest, of course, for First Take's HBCU Homecoming. Hello. Oh, it's going to be a good time. So is this. Get ready to hit the ground running on Sunday when the Dolphins and Chiefs face off at 9.30 a.m. from Frankfurt, Germany. Two, a tackle by Loa and Patrick Mahomes are currently the two betting favorites to win MVP. As for two, a confidence not in short supply thanks to one of his teammates. Like I've, I've heard people say it, and the guys have been joking about it this past week, but, like, you know, the, the cheetah effect, like, you know, that, that, that's what I would say. Just because Reek exerts so much confidence in, in everything he does that it's almost, it's almost ideal for you to do the same for yourself. All right, Stephen, I want to make a comment to you about quarterback press conferences right now because I can't let things go. But my mom told me I had to stop and be nice to you. So I already got two texts about it. So I'll control it's, it's, myself. It's, it's, a, it's a real problem for you. You really have a hard time letting things go. But it's okay. Cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't understand. Don't, y'all don't understand. This girl will call me in the morning. And I like Molly. It, 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 it's, it's, it's the weekend. What's on but your I'm mind? But I'm a more. See, I gotta be on. I'm a morning person. <laughs> so like five a.m. Like yeah. I'm ready to go. That's my sweet spot. Late yeah. morning. Late morning. That's yeah. when I can like really get after it. As the day goes on, that's not my strong suit. So okay. sorry, Stephen. I. I'm just very. You know. So, I mean, I, I. I mean, I love you to death. But 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 for a man that is not your man, when you get a call early in the morning <laughs> about a complaint, yeah. it's like, kind of weird. Yeah, but your girl <laughs> weird. knows. It's been so long. It's kind of weird. She's good with it. It's kind of weird. She I'm knows. good with it. I'm tell good her, with it. It's hard. It's hard. Tell her I apologize. It's On her. the West Coast, I'm better it's about it. It's All right. All right. I won't call. Uh, okay. Stephen A., which team do you trust more on Sunday, the Chiefs or the Dolphins? Me personally, uh, I mean, I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this particular situation. Uh, and it's for one reason, uh, Kimberly and, 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 and Biggie. It's, it's by default. It's by default. <laughs> I don't trust 
I don't trust Kansas City's wide receivers. I think it's Travis Kelsey and a bunch of parts that ain't working. And that's leaving Patrick Mahomes hanging. They dropping wide open passes. They struggling to get open when they not dropping passes. He can't throw anybody open because even when they are open, they dropping passes. I mean, it is not good. And I think that Tyreek Hill is a bona fide league MVP candidate. I think Jalen Waddle is a stud. Okay, we know the rest of the pieces they have in place. We know how effective Tua has been throwing the football. And I know Kansas City's defense is no joke this year and give them a lot of love and respect. They in for a test this weekend. We'll see what they have available to them. Can they answer the call the way the Buffalo Bills did? Can they answer the call the way the Philadelphia Eagles did against the Eagles earlier this season? We're going to find out about Kansas City because their defense is not something we've leaned on when we've, you know, heaped praise upon them over the last few years. But it's really my, my, my real reason for feeling the way I feel is really about Patrick Mahomes and the receivers he can't trust. Biggie? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. A lot of it has to do with the defense. The defense has been, you know, as much as we talk about how uneven Patrick Mahomes and that offense has been, the defense has been playing lights out football. And I think, you know, it's going to prove down the stretch that it's going to be, it's going to be very helpful for, their, for a championship run. But I also look at, listen, last week they lost. They, they, they got beat down by the Denver Broncos in, in Denver last week. And so I look at a team that's coached by Andy Reid, obviously Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. They're going to want to get back on track and get back on track in, in, a, in a big way. And so I think, I think this, this Chiefs team, they're going to refocus going, you know, playing overseas in Frankfurt. They're going to be ready to go. So I trust the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes more so than I trust the Dolphins. Yeah, you know what? Naturally, Lil Kim is gonna agree with. with <laughs> I'm gonna say the no, Chiefs. I'm not calling you that. No, well, no, you can't. She no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As some of us that are familiar with, uh, to some degree, with the history of hip hop, we are not calling you that. No. Okay. okay. No. Literally, people. Okay. Jesus. I'm anyway. looking out for you, sis. Let's <laughs> let, let's move. Let's move uh, on. We'll call her Faith. Carry on. Okay. okay. Um, well, okay. So I'm going to say the Chiefs. <laughs> Derailed. Uh, I'm going to say the Chiefs uh, as well. Number one, I trust their quarterback more. Number two, Travis Kelsey. To your point, Stephen, Travis Kelsey even talked on his podcast about the offensive issues and how receivers aren't making the plays. They're not catching the easy touchdowns that Patrick is literally putting in their lap. They're not blocking the way they're supposed to be doing. But also, again, Damien, to your point about them losing last week, that an embarrassing loss. You have Patrick Mahomes dealing with the flu, but coming off that game, I feel like the Chiefs Chiefs are going to put together a game plan. You talk about Tyreek Hill. I mean, who knows him better than the team that he used to play for? And this defense that the Chiefs have, this might be, we're talking about Patrick and we're talking about Tua, we're talking about Tyreek and Travis. The Chiefs defense might actually be the unit that we are talking about on Monday morning. And we're talking about how they were able to to keep this high flying, high octane Dolphins offense uh, grounded. So I actually trust the Chiefs because of their quarterback and their defense. I got you. I mean, Biggie. I mean, when she was going on, man, you know, what I'm saying, I said the wrong, the wrong brother would have been like, "You got it going on." What? What? I didn't go there though. I ain't go there though. I didn't want to do that because you know you don't need to listen to music like that. Well, I, I, look you know, I ain't want to start rapping. I ain't want to drop some bars on here. You know, it's, no, no, you know, because it's, 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 it's your show. It's your Notorious show. Liberace. Rock it, 
Well, I can. I mean, listen. I'm a man of many many talents. I can I can get on the piano. I can drop off. You know. So can you really get on the piano? What? Yes, he can. Really? Yes, he can. He, he can. Got a whole organist stuff. Damien can play the piano. Yes. Why do you think I keep telling him Notorious Liberace? I didn't know. He said. I mean, he. You know, my my background my background. You know, as far as when I'm remote. It has my piano. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. That's yeah, a, but yeah. I didn't know if you really played or it's just you have money well, what, and you have what, a nice piano. Well, I mean, it's both. But, <laughs> sure. yeah, I mean, sure. one of these right. days I'm going to do I'm being told I have to go. Top of the hour. Philly's favored by three, so that's a pick em. <laughs> And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call one 800 direct Direct TV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.